0: Welcome back to Impact Show. I'm on my 39th episode and it keeps getting better. I'm here with the legendary and the newly Avi Schiffman. We're really excited to have you. I'm here at Palmer Lucky's beautiful home, very special place. We'll talk about that in a second. Avi, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about your background and who you are and how you got started and what you do?
1: Sure. So I'm 19 and I've been coding for quite a while now, over a decade, but I've decided to like put my skills to working on maybe i guess you could call it like internet activism for the past few years so about two years ago when i was 17 i developed one of the first and largest coronavirus tracking websites that was used by hundreds of millions of people Um, most recently i developed a website to help ukrainian refugees find available housing all over the world and that's been really insane too it's double the size of airbnb's like airbnb.org thing for example Um, and we've helped over 10,000 refugees find housing. And those are just like two projects. I've also made stuff for like the Black Lives Matter protests, the US presidential election, all these kinds of things, just with the internet, because this hasn't really been possible for that long, only in the past few years, because now everyone has a smartphone and an internet device, and you can do really incredible things. So that's kind of what I've been up to. I guess technically I'm also a student at Harvard, but I don't really, I mean, I was there for like one semester. I don't know if I'll go back, but... um,
0: He made it a whole semester, so you're definitely gonna go places. Barely, (laughs) barely. Um, So let's talk a little bit about internet activism. I mean, this is something, it's a term, it's a thought, I mean, what drew you to this? Why, Why was the internet missing this in your perspective?
1: I just think that most people aren't using the internet for its fully capabilities, especially in the humanitarian ways. Like when I made the coronavirus website and also this Ukrainian one, I realized that almost everyone is, you know, using a mobile device. Over 80% of the traffic, more like 80, like 90% of the traffic to like the COVID site was all for mobile devices. Um, and because of that, I can develop an application where there's nothing to download, there's nothing to load. It just works instantly. It's so easy to share a, a catchy URL, like ukrainetakeshelter.com um, on the news or anything like that. And just, people can just pull up their phone and go to this website instantly. Um, you can go on the news, for example, and just like say it, this website. And it's so easy to share a link on social media texting it to someone Um, it's just so easy to share something like truly and it's also so easy to learn how to do something like this too Um, making websites is pretty easy these days maybe it was hard like 20 years ago but but these days seriously you can go on YouTube in some like random village in India and learn how to code so well that you can be making hundreds of thousands of dollars here in the US
0: and let's talk a little bit about that when did you actually learn how to program at what age and how did you actually learn to program yourself
1: Well, I've been coding for quite a while, like since early elementary school is when I made some of the first websites, that means I was, I have no, over a decade by now, I've made everything from, I used to sell video games online actually, Um, then I moved into making like mobile apps, and then I moved into making websites just because again, it's so easy to. It's so easy to learn it and so easy to share it
0: right so you could be seven years old and learn how to oh html
1: i mean i used to tutor kids in the library how to do these things html is pretty much just english anyways i I agree like i mean i learned how to code when i was 19 years
0: old it really built everything that i'm doing and i think the fundamentals of html it's like reading and writing were the two basic things that they always said you got to learn but reading writing and technology and the fundamentals of html is obvious saying is absolutely paramount i know we have thousands of internet marketers watching this Having that baseline structure is so important because look at what he's doing now. So let's unpack a little bit on the COVID platform that you created because sure. it had some astronomical amount of unique visits on a daily basis. How how does something seek that kind of virality and succeed?
1: Right, I guess, cause like that website was absolutely huge. That was one of the biggest websites on the internet of all time, like top 300 in its peak. In around uh, May of 2020, I had over 36 million unique visitors in a single day. Um, So quite a big site, hundreds of millions in total. And how does a website like that become so big? It's just because it's useful and it works. And there's nothing else out there like that. I, I care a lot about making something designed well. I care a lot about the user interface and the user experience. Um, and I think I just have a good eye for what makes a good product, like what the users really want. What kind of, how can I display the data in a way that's so easy? There's other people that tried to make their own COVID maps and all these things, they all suck. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Seriously, Johns right. Hopkins had one famously, it's garbage. You go to like my website, for example, and you just see the quick facts, it covers the entire screen. Um, you just see all the information you need at a glance, the total confirmed cases, the total confirmed deceased, all all that information is right there at a glance and that's what people want in the end of the day um, and it's you know there's nice colors it, it just loads instantly it's, it's perfect and um, people just shared that all over the world because this website was just so simple and translated into basically the entire world you could be in some random internet cafe in some village and be able to find all the information on coronavirus that you needed to know back when the only other opportunities there were, were to go to like government health department websites and go through paragraphs of government jargon or read news articles that were mostly out of date by the time you read them anyways. There mm-hmm. was nothing that was just a standalone, dynamically updating platform that was just so easily shareable, so.
0: So given that there were yeah. that many millions of people hitting the site every single day, you need reliability and scalability. Right. How did you help, like, how did you know about the back end and the, and the scale that that could potentially I, have? I, and, I, and how did you protect yourself from
1: crashing? Because that's yes. a big thing, is it AWS or what? There, There's so many stories with that but I like I remember when I was setting up the servers for that I had no idea how to do that um, and I wanted to set it up properly. Mm-hmm. So I taught myself the basics of like the Linux operating system because that's how you kind of host some more complicated servers by right. yourself in, in about a weekend. Um, and I just kind of fiddled with that for a bit and but really at the end of the day just ask a lot of questions online. Any question I can possibly think about has been asked a thousand times before. Again people have been making websites for over 20 years by now. Um, there's just a giant database of questions and answers that already exists. And you just have to have the motivation to just go online and search it. Like, how do I make a circle red? And there's, you know, a billion people have done that. I know if you learn how to make that thing red, then you can learn how to make a disclaimer text right on a website. Right. Um, it's, it's really easy to do that. And then... You know, I it was actually there was a funny story. So I was using Cloudflare originally for my like analytics and for protecting against like DDoS attacks um, and all these kinds of things to make sure that the website was hosted securely. Um, But Cloudflare is primarily an Internet security company. But when I was on the news, I was showing like I was just like scrolling through the admin panel on Cloudflare, showing where all the visitors to the website are coming from all these countries where all the unique visitors are Mm -hmm. coming from. Um, and you see the Cloudflare logo in like big bold letters, and they're never in the news for something positive. So they saw that, and they were like, "Wow, this is awesome!" And they gave me like an unlimited account that I've used for a bunch of other projects now. Um, that's just like unlimited hosting and an unlimited security, which has been pretty cool.
0: Great. So as he's saying, think about not just the front end and how great it looks, but also the back end, because if you don't have the right foundation of your platform, it can crash, then your reputation's at risk. Right. Let's now talk a little bit about the humanitarian platform that you created for Ukraine, because this, in my opinion, I think the COVID one is really, really important, but we're talking about you're actually saving lives now. Can you yeah. talk to us a little bit about what was the, the the precipice? What got you started with Ukraine? How long did sure. it take you to build the platform? and the, the success that it's had, I mean, it's, right. it's just yeah. astronomical. Talk a little it, bit about it.
1: The success has been pretty cool so far. I mean, I have the Ukrainian government like in my DMs talking about how awesome it is and that, that's pretty cool. Um, but uh, with that site, so I was at a protest actually around here in San Diego. I've never even been to a protest before, but a friend was like, you should come. There were a few hundred people there, they were all holding up signs saying like, stop Putin. Um, There were a bunch of Ukrainian people speaking. It was great for like the few hundred people in San Diego, but I knew that I have this big public platform as kind of an internet activist online. I know how to make these websites and apps, and I felt that I should really be doing something here for the entire world, not just for a few hundred people in San Diego. So I went back home and I I researched, okay, what was really going on here? And I saw that there were millions of refugees flooding out of Ukraine, and this was the biggest refugee crisis in Europe since World War II. Um, But the systems in place for these refugees to find housing fast was just not going to scale to such large numbers. You'd have to go on like these terrible Facebook groups, and there's like 50,000 of them. Every city has like a gazillion different ones. You'd have to just post on there and hope that someone will get around to viewing it, or you can go on some Google form and fill out this, you know, form and hope that someone will get around to seeing that. It was just not efficient and would not scale. Um, and I noticed there was a gap there that I could very easily fill. So I developed this website in under three days, actually. In about 24 hours, I finished maybe 90% of it. It was really the extra two days I spent making sure it was as safe and secure as possible um, and looked professional and all that kind of stuff. I got it translated into Ukrainian, Polish. You know, I just went to my neighbors and they were Ukrainian and they were able to help me translate it. Um, and I just posted things online. Like this is the power of the social media sometimes on my twitter account i would just post like hey anyone know like romanian can translate this for me and in mm-hmm. moments people would be in my dms that speak romanian and i'd be able to get the website translated into that and then i'd be able to get it into the hands of romanians um and then I, I tried you know i spent a lot of time reaching out to ukrainian media and polish like Uh, radio stations, television shows, a lot of the individual volunteers like in train stations um, in Poland where a lot of refugees were coming through, all kinds of things. Um, I've talked to everyone from the U.S. State Department to like some random volunteer in like some extra random village I can never pronounce the name of. Um, And through that I was able to get this website just shared everywhere and we've had over a hundred thousand people sign up to host on the platform and over 10,000 refugees have safely found sanctuary through the site. And okay. some of them, it's like even saved their lives. There was this one story of this family in Kharkiv, which was the second biggest city in Ukraine. It was being besieged by Russian troops. And um, there was this family that was hiding in their basement, it was more like a cellar, okay, like the floor was dirty, you're not living there. Um, and this family was able to use Ukraine Take Shelter to find a host in France that was able to help them come to France and stay in their extra holiday home on the south of France, it's on the beach, it's beautiful. And three days after this family arrives, their house in Ukraine was destroyed by Russian bombs. So it was pretty cool to see that this website's not only able to like, help house people, but also save their lives. And I've got big plans to add job boards to this site. Um, transportation food resources that could even be a humanitarian tool for all kinds of situations there's not just a ukrainian refugee crisis but also syria afghanistan and there will always be another war pandemic earthquake natural disaster there's always going to be something so yeah
0: Yeah, and i cannot think of a a greater use of your skill sets to help our world And what you've done, only few with your skills and capabilities would even think of, let alone do. And I know you've been offered millions of dollars for people to advertise on your sites, and (laughs) you've just turned it down. Talk a little bit about that, because, you you know, you would just think, like, how is that possible? Can you you take us through that?
1: Yeah, so with these websites being some of the most popular websites on the Internet of all time, it definitely attracts a lot of advertisers, but... um, I just, I wanted to make the, the original reasons why I made the website is because what else was on the internet was just a terrible user experience. It just sucked. I wanted to make it so you could find the information easily. And I just wanted to make good products at the end of the day and I didn't want to ruin it with advertisements. I didn't want to be seen as a profiteer making a bunch of money off, you know, a, all these crises. Um, there's, there's a gazillion other reasons and one like making these webs, like for example the coronavirus website, um, won the 2020 Webby Person of the Year Award where Dr. Fauci presented me an award and all these things. I would not have won things like that if my website was filled with advertisements and was, you know, all these political biases and all these sponsorships. I mean, I've had more than just advertisements. Like there's all these, there was like these chinese mass manufacturers i put a link to their website on the home page of my site they give me hundred thousand dollars like every week or something like that but like they're just those are like scammy things i don't want to do that and i'm you know i can turn down eight million dollars now to make eight billion dollars one day i'm not worried about that i'll get around to that eventually the you know, reputation and the people I've met. I mean, I'm here, for example, Mm -hmm. right now because I've just made good products.
0: I can't thank you enough for saying that. And I hope everyone watching is listening to what he's saying. He's not doing it for the dollar. He's doing it to make a difference. And that type of impact is what we're all about. And that's why I'm here today. And I, I can't thank you enough on behalf of our entire global audience and the work that you're doing. You are a modern form of leadership. And leadership is action. It's not position. It's not a college degree. It's not how much money is in the bank. It's what you do. Right. And that's the type of stuff that I want my children to, to act and be responsible right. and think like. And speaking of my children and the next generation, as we wrap up this interview, Avi, what are some thoughts that you have for entrepreneurs that are your age or trying to do your sort of thing? What sort of advice do you have for them? Because so many of them face adversity or they face challenges where they can't make the impossible possible. What, what sort of advice do you have?
1: Right, I just think that it's, you know, I see all these kids in my high school. I went to a very competitive high school. All these kids are taking all these AP classes. Um, you know, if you can do like AP calculus, I think you can learn how to make a very basic website with like HTML, it's seriously so simple. Um, and like, that's what will get you into all the colleges you want to get into, if that's what you care about or all these kinds of things these days, like computer programming is only hard if you're trying to do some crazy machine learning, like crazy nonsense, all that kind of stuff. Or if you're trying to, you know, develop a virtual reality or something like that. But if you're just trying to make a website, like I'm telling you, it's so easy. And I'm working on developing sort of like a guide to internet activism that's just a bunch of practical tools. So like, here's just a very simple, like if you think about the Ukrainian website, a lot of it on the technical side is very simple. You just have a database that you add things to, you delete things to, and then you have a way to sign into that and sign out of that. And then you just add like more labels to it. Okay, you make it colored and you say it's okay, it's for Ukrainian refugees and hosts. And then, yeah, then it is for Ukrainian refugees and hosts, but like on the technical side it's really not that complicated okay i didn't take any ap classes in school i didn't take any of i actually dropped out of high school sort of it's a little complicated but like (laughs) you drop out of high school go into harvard drop out okay yeah yeah, whatever. i see see the trend (laughs) yeah um like you know i was not a part i was not like club president of a billion different things um it's it's just like you can go online and you can just type in like how do i make a website and there's these videos that are like 20 hours long that will teach you absolutely everything you need to do um you don't even need to watch those i think the best way that i learned how to do these projects was there, I, there was like a specific part of computer programming of web development that I wanted to learn and I made an entire website around that so right. um, for example there's a concept called like an API which allows you to get information from external sources and I made a, I found that NASA has an API to get weather data from this random lander that they have on Mars and it pulls in weather data so I took that data and I made like a modern NASA weather application but instead of showing you the weather here in like San Diego it would show you like in this random area on Mars. It was very simple. And I learned a lot of skills just by learning how to make, I actually sent that to NASA and I thought it was great. And they told me to apply for an internship, but my GPA was like far too low to even <laughs> meet that. So that was pretty funny. Awesome. But um, yeah, well, that's, yeah. that's fantastic. And like, as we as we wrap up here, so internet activism,
0: that can happen at any time, right? Like this Ukraine right. conflict came at us at, at such a quick, so your your response to this, you really don't even know what your next project is, but you sort of have this, this natural energy around activism, around these mainstream pop cultural things that are happening. We right. went through pandemic. Now we're in the middle of, of this conflict. Right. And, and you just know when it's right. And then you build around. You
1: know, there's just, if you look on the news, everyone complains about doom scrolling these days. You go on social media and it's just negativity after negativity. And a lot of people feel like they can't do anything about that. but. I mean, I think if a teenager can make a website that updates information faster than the World Health Organization and the CDC, I think a real professional could actually do something real here. Um, all of our problems are created by individuals, and they can be solved by individuals too. Um, at least if you look at it that way. A lot of people just think that they can't do anything, but like, I mean, I am not a good computer programmer. I honestly don't even like coding. I, I hate it sometimes. But it's so easy to just go on YouTube and learn how to do this stuff. Um, and I hope that this can inspire. It already has there 's there's so many things happening around the world, not just globally but locally. I made a website for the presidential election in the u s but you could even make one hyper local for your own election in your local city or you could make something global or you know there's, there's, mm-hmm. i 've made so many of these websites for global things, but you know it would just matter it would matter just as much to make something locally and I have no idea what 's happening locally i mean I remember there was I don't know, in Australia. There was uh, a lot of those Australian fires around before the coronavirus time, if you remember that. Um, and I was developing this like watchOS app that would buzz your wrist if there were fires nearby. Mm-hmm. And that would, that would have been just for people in Australia. Right. You could, there's always something happening around right, the world. Right. Well, I uh, thank
0: you very much for your time. Thank you for coming to Newport Beach. Uh, we're at the residence of Palmer Lucky, another great friend of ours, and one of multiple times we've interviewed Palmer. And I see lots of uh, shimmers and, and consistency be- between your genius, and I look forward to sharing this video with Peter Thiel, who'll be here in a couple hours, and uh, my friend Elon Musk, and whoever else that I can really get your name out to because I think there's a lot that, that you're doing for the world that more people that need to know about in our network Uh, and we love to make those interconnects. So thank you again, Avi Schiffman, for coming out to Newport Beach and being part of Impact Show. Don't forget about Impact 22 happening in Deer Valley, Park City, Utah, on October 7th
1: through 9th, 2022. I'll see you there. Sure, thank you so much. I'm only just getting started, so. (laughs)